At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up guys, I'm on site, I'm working on this little uh, freezer. Actually, I'm working on a freezer and a cooler side by side. There's about 15 pieces of equipment spread across both boxes. Some on the roof, some downstairs. Anyway, this is a short podcast, but it's a very cool one because what I did is I called Blue On Tech Support from the app, right, in my van. I, I put the, the phone to the Bluetooth in the van so you could hear the conversation, and I recorded it in a video form. I've posted it, but this is the extracted audio from that conversation. I figured I'd throw it into a podcast because there's some good information. Brian Johnson answered the phone. And Brian's a very smart guy. He's educated in the trade and he's educated about the product um, that Blue On manufactures, which is an R22 replacement TDX20R458A. So we're going to get into this right now. It's a very cool uh, podcast. It's a little bit different from the norm, the way the, the interview breaks down. And I think that maybe calling some more tech support lines, it might be a good idea going forward and having these discussions with different manufacturer tech supports. I kind of like this idea. So this is the first one of this kind on the HVAC Know It All podcast, guys. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Okay, so Blue On's always advertised on their their app that they have tech support, two-minute wait time or less. And also, what they say is it's not just for TDX20, their R22 replacement. It is for anything AC. So we're going to call them up right now, and we're going to challenge them on that two-minute wait time. And we're also going to challenge them on a couple of technical questions. Well, one technical question and one question about their product specifically. So let's try this out. Okay, so I have my phone ready to go. Here's the Blue One app here. This phone here is not the greatest, so it's not picking up as well as it should. But I think we're going to get the gist of it here. So we're going to click the Blue One app. This little tab here says support. And then we get this screen. This dude here looks like Andy Samberg a little bit. It's kind of funny. So... Some of the techs have noticed <laughs> that he kind of resembles Andy Samberg. So once we, we're in here, we're going to hit call tech support. And you can only do this inside the app, by the way. So this is the number, and we're going to hit send. Let's see what happens. And I got this connected to the Bluetooth in the van. You've reached our 24-7 Blue On Tech Support. One of our real-life techs will be on the line to help you before you can run out and grab a cup of coffee. Sit tight, and remember, we got your back. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality and training purposes. Let me turn up the volume a little bit. So, we're at 20 seconds. Let's see what happens here. 
on tech support. This is Brian. Brian, wow. That was 30 seconds, man. Beautiful. We keep trying, man. Yeah, I'm timing you. It's it's Gary McCready. How are you? Hey, Gary. I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? How can I help you? Um, so listen, I uh, I wanted to ask a couple questions, and then hmm. well, one is a state statement and question, and then I want to get your feedback on. Then I want to ask you a question related to Blue On um, regarding sort of the same same topic. So. I found back like many many years of this when I'm charging up let's let's say a standard scroll compressor standard AC nothing fancy just standard straight up AC when I'm charging that up um, at times I've seen the compressor get really really cold and the whole body starts to sweat what do, what do you think of that okay uh, sounds like you're forcing too much liquid into the compressor but uh, let's talk about it some more <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I I agree with you. So, I was I was curious as why why would we we be forcing too much liquid in that compressor? Like, could could it could it be that I'm charging it too quick? Could it be there's maybe the fan yeah, is no. not running or or something along those lines? So let let me let me back up because my mind automatically goes to conversions uh, when somebody calls tech support. So gotcha. Uh, when you say you're recharging the machine, is it with any refrigerant that you've seen that, or is it uh, when you're doing conversions? So, nope, any any refrigerant. I want to ask you a conversion question next. Okay. Um, but any any refrigerant. Okay, okay. So, if obviously compressors don't like liquid, they want to see vapor. But in if you're working with a blend, R22 is not a blend; it's a single constituent. But the same thing, it doesn't. Compressors don't like to see the liquid, so if you're feeding it too fast to the point where the compressor is starting to get cold and actually starting to sweat, chances are you're putting too much liquid in, which means that you have your suction valve on your manifold open too far, and you need to kind of back off on that. So I've got a rule of thumb that I always used uh, for, for charging liquid side, because we know on an R22 tank, if we're pulling off the vapor, we end up... Uh, losing the pressure in the tank so everybody's always done it you flip the tank and then meter it in so uh i've never gone 15 pounds over what my suction is running when i'm doing that and that has come out pretty well to not have the compressor get too cold i know that i'm not putting too much liquid in and possibly taking the oil out as well as and the, the scrolls will take a little bit more but you put enough uh, liquid into a scroll, you're going to wash the oil out, and then it's going to have the same effect. It's going to break the compressor. Yeah, and and I've got I've got kind of a, a rule. I want to see if you agree with this. Sort of a rule of thumb as, and this is kind of my HVAC six sense talking. A rule of thumb as to how that compressor should feel when it's charged correctly and running properly. Like the top of the scroll is always smoking hot. Like you can't leave your hand on it for more than a few seconds. Sure. Um, where the suction enters right at that little spot there it will be cold but then if you put your hand around the opposite side uh, of that suction pipe and you feel the compressor it's usually roughly the same temperature of your hand or a little bit above depending on the conditions you're running in do you kind of agree with that okay so i'm just about to test out measure quick 
with my 557 because if you haven't heard yet, Measure Quick now works with a 557 digital manifold and a 550 digital manifold from Testo. And according to what I've seen, you can actually use the manifold with your smart probe temp clamps, which is pretty cool. So I'm gonna try that out actually very, very soon. And you guys will see a post online on, on social media about it uh, very shortly. The other thing I wanted to uh, bring up is I was going through a box of tools in my van and I came across my old swaging dies and I couldn't believe this is the way I used to swage. I would put the pipe in the block and I have these dies that I put in and then you bang it down with a hammer and it would swage it. It would swage it okay, but if you didn't have the pipe in properly, you didn't have the tool going down in a straight line, it would sometimes put the, the swage on a bit of an angle and I can't believe I used to swage that way. And then I'm looking over at my Navac swaging kit and I'm like, damn, like how times have changed, right? Now I have this hydraulic swaging kit that they, makes these perfect swages every time, basically effortless. So if you guys are in the market for a swaging kit, I urge you to check out that tool. Um, all this stuff, all these all these tools are available at TrueTech Tools with promo code KNOWITALL with 8% off. As always, except for Fluke or FLIR. And guys, the education is going to continue with, with the Supco products and the Supco hard starts. We did a little demo uh, from my buddy Troy, Troy Danko, on his M500, the Supco M500. Now, a lot of people call this a toy. But there's many, many different ways to use this tool, as I showed in the video. And that video got like 10,000 views, so and a, and a lot of likes, I think like 800 likes, because Troy gave us a really good um, demo on how to troubleshoot using the M500. So, I mean, yeah, you want to go big time, you want to spend $1,500 on a on a Megger that, that reads out a display, go ahead and do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if, if you're on a budget, this Megger does work for many different applications last but not least guys the yj yellow jacket the new products that they've come out with new line of products are wireless uh, you use them with the yjack view app so there's the yjack do which is basically a, a temperature and humidity sensor there's the the temperature straps they're not clamps they're straps okay they can get up to i believe like a six inch pipe or something like that which is which is crazy then there's that the yjack um it's, it's a repeater. The name def defeats me right now. But it basically, it's a repeater that you can put down if you're walking away from the unit where your tools are and you have your phone, you can stick this down halfway and it'll repeat the signal over to your phone so you can get that extended connectivity. So check that stuff out from YJ, guys. Let's get back to Brian and I discussing liquid charging. I follow your train of thought, and yeah, that would be the touchy-feely method. Yeah. Um, and and so if you combine, you know, if, if there's, and it's funny, I just had this conversation in a training class in Baltimore, um, and, and the guys were asking the same thing, sort of. And it's like, if you, if you don't have the hand feel on your manifold to be able to meter it in, they actually sell a device at the parts house that will not allow liquid in mass quantities to go in it's a filter and you can put that on your suction manifold on the uh on the manifold on the suction hose so that you can still feed full flow liquid in on the discharge liquid line but when you're metering it in even if you 
walk away and, and not there to have your hand on the, the suction uh, gauge, then it would still meter it that way just to ensure that you're not flooding out that compressor, whether it's a piston or a screw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen a few different yeah, kinds of those. I, I, I understand the touchy-feely method, and uh, I also understand uh, metering it in slowly so that you know, because you can listen to the compressors too, and you can tell when they get angry that you're overfeeding as well. But yeah, the yeah. pitch the pitch will definitely change. Awesome. So I guess you've kind of answered my next question because when we're using when we're doing a conversion from um, R22 to um, TDX20 um, that you guys that you guys manufacture, we have to charge that as a liquid, correct? Yes. Yeah, all right. blends need to be charged as a liquid because you get into that whole uh, separation of the uh, the components if you start pulling off a of vapor. So it does need to be charged as a liquid. And when you're doing your final tuning, so I say that typically if you're doing a conversion from 22 to to uh, TDX20 or R458A, you've already pulled the machine down, you've got your 500 microns, you've done all the leak tests and all that stuff. So when you're initially charging it back in, you're you're putting in liquid on the liquid line. Mm -hmm. But you're not gonna get your final charge and your final tuning until you start the machine. And you still have to charge a blend as a liquid, so the tank's still upside down. So it's even more important now that you either sit there and monitor it like, my, my, I guess say my suggestion was 10 to 15 psi over uh, what the machine is running. So in other words, if I had a 40 pound suction and I'm adding liquid still, I would not go over 55 psi. And then your method would work as well. You can sit there and and meter that hand valve as well as keeping your hand on the back side of the compressor opposite of the suction line. And then just listen to it. All right. So through movie magic. I've gotten a haircut and a beard trim through that whole video. Very, very weird. Anyway, we found out that Brian's very knowledgeable. It took him only 30 seconds to pick up. So if you guys have an issue outside of TDX20 or 458A and you need to speak to somebody, you need a hand, you call Blue on Tech Support through the app and they will help you. That's what it's all about. So anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed the conversation with myself and Brian. I'm out. Happy HVAC. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.